1: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. Recapping this week in the Seahawks news, we got Pete Carroll down at the NFL's annual league meeting in Florida. He spoke to the media down there. And it feels like we've been hearing from Pete Carroll a lot these last few weeks, ever since the start of the new league year, the Russell Wilson trade. We got Bobby Wagner leaving this week, going down to the Rams, which still sickens me to say out loud. But it's lots of news, lots of news for us Seahawks fans. One of the big products of the meeting, though, was news to all NFL fans. The decision to change the overtime rules in the playoffs that allow for both teams to possess the ball at least once. Here's what Pete has to say about it.
0: Yeah, I, I like that we're trying to f- figure it out. I like that we're to progress to figure, you know, is there a better way to do this thing? And, and I, I would like to see both teams have an equal shot. That's, that's what I'm hoping that they get. And it doesn't feel like that when you go right down the field and score. We, we've been a f- beneficiary of, of that success, you know, over the years, it seems. That's how I, I remember it. But uh, I still think it's, it should be as balanced as it can be.
1: Moving on to Seahawks football, Carroll was asked whether or not he expects Gino smith to remain with the team next season and Gino, despite some of the things that we've heard from pete and john over the past few
0: weeks he's still a free agent i think so i mean every, all of our conversations are along that, that way but uh, and i think it would be a shame if, if he misses this opportunity this is, he's, he's invested a lot with us uh, he knows our system the best he performed well at it once he got going last year yeah. you know can he take off from where he finished up you know unfortunately you know the Jacksonville game was his last game and and, and, uh, it it was almost a perfect football game for him you know and so um, we have very high hopes that he can run the system really well and uh, so he's not going to miss the opportunity I can't imagine it's just too good for him
1: regardless of whether or not Smith re-signs with the team the Seahawks will at least have Drew at quarterback entering the season barring any other unexpected moves
0: really good guy he's really um, balanced he's got a, a, a clear mentality about him he's um, he's positive he's a positive optimistic kid uh, he's looking forward to being a great player that's what he, he's come into the league he's always, that's the only way he's ever known himself he's been in the kind of a mode where he has not been able to recognize the person that he knows himself to be and so he's really he's really driven to, to take in all of the information he's, he's he's doing everything right he's doing everything right so Uh, I can't wait till he starts throwing with our guys and we get some feedback on that, just how how they they sense him. But we know that we know that he's, he's presenting himself to be successful.
1: Of course, for those of us who are not fully on board the Drew Locke train, it's good news to hear that the Seahawks remain interested in any opportunities that may arise at the quarterback spot.
0: We are totally in, in, in that mentality that the fourth guy may be impo- important to us and uh, for the long haul of how it takes. So we're uh, we're definitely still in the quarterback. Business.
1: Lots of quarterback options still out there. Colin Kaepernick, one of them, but he does not seem to be the fourth quarterback that the Seahawks may look for.
0: Our conversation have not progressed from the early connection that we made. Um, I've watched a bunch of his workouts and stuff. He sent me stuff along the way to kind of keep me up with what's going on. He's, he's really working hard. He's all over the country traveling around, you know, getting his workouts in. So he's still he's still competing for it.
1: Whoever ends up starting behind center, the run game expected to be a big help for that quarterback. And it would be especially bolstered with return of running back Chris Carson.
0: Chris is feeling pretty good he, you know he's making progress he's looking forward to playing he thinks he's going to be able to pull it off you know so um, we're, we're looking optimistically at it um, he won't know until he gets back and really gets going he physically he'll be able to run around and all that kind of stuff it's whether or not he can take the hits and all that kind of stuff we'll just have to wait and see but he's planning on it
1: in addition to some healthy running backs some key help could come from some solid play at center
0: well I, I think it's as loaded as it can get um Austin Blythe is a really good football player in our, in our program, and uh, the background that Andy's had with him and Shane have had with him, uh, and the, the reason that they championed getting him back is because of his smarts and his control and his command. He's a little different style athlete than some of the guys. we played, played with pretty tall guys over the last couple of years, and, and it's been a challenge for 6'5 guys to play that spot. There's not very many 6'5 centers to play, and... Uh, he's a different makeup uh his wrestling background and his you know his kind of historic wrestling background for him being from Iowa and all is uh he shows up he's got a knack about him and how he moves and all that but the most valuable thing that he brings and will give him a chance to compete for the starting job is his uh, command and his ability to help a new quarterback, possibly. Um, still young guards, possibly, you know, with, with, with uh, D. Lou playing and uh, Phil Haynes battling, you know, with Gabe and all. There's some really good competition there, but he should be uh, the kind of guy that helps guys play better around him. That's just what we're counting on. So... Um, it, you know, Kyle did a nice job last year when he played. Uh, we're looking forward to Shep and see what he can do, too. Uh, he hasn't really had a good opportunity yet, and he's going to get one. Those guys are going to get a very competitive uh, opportunity there and really want to see those guys all play and battle and show, show us what they got. So we have flexibility, uh, we've got depth, and, and, uh, and we've got some, maybe some a new aspect to our leadership in that position.
1: And yes, while the Seahawks may be, quote-unquote, loaded at center, there may still be question marks at the tackle spots, but Carroll said that free agents Dwayne Brown and Brandon Shell are still very much possibilities to return next season. Carroll reported that Shell has not had surgery on the shoulder that caused
0: him to miss a few games as a Seahawk. No, he did not. He did not. He, um, he's been rehabbing throughout um, the decision. That was a big decision for him to make. And uh, so he's in a, in, in a full rehab mode. Um, all the reports are that he's doing really well.
1: Before we flip over to a few bits of defensive news, here's what Pete Carroll had to say about a potential extension with wide receiver D.K. Metcalf.
0: We intend for him to be with us. You know, we'd love to f- figure that out. So um, we're in a normal kind of mode this time of year. You know, We're not to that topic yet, uh, specifically because we've got so many other things going on, but we'd love to have him. We, there's, there's no way I could imagine playing without him. Now, I don't
1: know if I like how he started that by saying that he had no intent to trade dk which of course was what he said about russell but i think he saved it a little bit there at the end saying he couldn't imagine playing without him so flipping over to the defensive side Kerry Hyder and carlos dunlap were both recently cut Hyder has since returned to san francisco while dunlap remains a free agent
0: you can see we we, we put together a, a different group you know is, is what's happened you know getting channel was really a, a big deal to us seeing the development of daryl was was important to us um we, we thought that we could make a shift there, and obviously there's always the financial issues. Those are the decisions that fall into the category of the really tough ones this time of year.
1: One defensive signing for Pete Carroll to speak on was that the Seahawks recently brought in cornerback Justin Coleman for his second stint with the team.
0: Justin Coleman was a was a classic, uh, you know, nickel corner. He was he was tough and physical. We had seen him at New England. We traded for him at the time. He came in and did really well. He got paid a bunch of money when he went on, you know, and so he comes back around with a whole world of experiences to add to it. But the core of who this kid is, he's a tough guy. He competes his butt off. Uh, he, he's a great guy to have in your club. He contributes on special teams as well. He's played a lot of corner too, and he's been in a lot of difficult situations, particularly at Miami, uh, in his one-on-one matchups and the way that they played him. So we've seen him really clearly, and uh, he just brings an element of competition that's exactly what
1: and that is going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore C-O-N-N. A lot to check out up at fieldgulls.com. No April Fool's jokes, of course. But you do see an article which you may think is an April Fool's joke as Frank T. Raines gives us five reasons why the Seahawks should trade for Jared Goff. Again, not an April Fool's joke despite coming out on the first. But this is where we're at with regard to the quarterback spot, where we have to consider these possibilities. Samuel R. Gold, he has Kenny Pickett in his film room, if you want to take a look at what Sam's scouting of Pickett looks like. Also, some other signings in that the Seahawks bring back another penny with Penny Hart coming back to the team. And if you missed DK Metcalf this past week, he was on a podcast with Kevin Garnett, where he announced just how much candy that he eats, which is kind of crazy. That's in the pre-snap reads for April 1st. You can check it all out up at fieldgulls.com. I will be back later this week with more Seahawks talk. And until then, go Hawks.